0: Back to the Pursuit of Property podcast today. Kate and I are joined by a good friend and respected colleague, Carlos Rosario, owner of Blueprint Home Inspections. Hello, good to be here. We're, we're happy you're here. Yeah,
1: man. You don't look happy.
2: <laughs> I think we
1: look come, ecstatic. Come yeah, you guys are cool. Um, I feel like you guys every time you see me, you have the same like fake smile, like, "Hey, we're good, to, happy to see you," and not really.
0: Well, we only talk about good things behind your back, I so mean, it, I. unless it was just the two of us. But yeah. then, yeah, no, no. Good,
1: good to be here. I appreciate it. I appreciate the the opportunity. Um, you guys got a good setup here. Um, yeah, I'm just glad to be here, dude. Well, let's do a little background.
0: Um, Carlos and I met many years ago, right when I was first starting. Yeah, and I have literally not used a different home inspector since. I have yet to have you miss something important or. Uh, treat a client poorly or anything like that. You have been my go-to home inspector for all purchases. Good. Um, Appreciate that. I did not realize how important the home inspector was until I saw some of the other people's reports. And uh, I'm not going to say any names, and they aren't all local. We had some pretty bad experiences out of area as well. Mm. But we thought with the changing market, with kind of um, the way everything's stirring up, we thought it would be really helpful to have you come in Uh, and talk about what you do and how it kind of influences a buyer's transaction.
1: Yeah, so a buyer's transaction, again, a lot of it, for the most part, they're first-time home buyers, right? Um, So our job (coughs) is to go into the house and run through the house top to bottom, checking all the components, you know, we get on the roof, we get in the attic, we're checking the heating and air conditioning unit, we're checking the, the electrical system, the plumbing, the appliances, Um, everything inside the house, um, and we basically compile a list or compile a report that before the buyer moves in, they're fully aware of all the components of the property, good or bad. Um, And so, like, it's a big purchase, right? It's a big deal. Um, So you want to invest a little bit of that money into this home up front so you can know the ins and outs of the property. Um, So just like when you buy a used car or when you buy a bed or whatever you test drive it. Right. So you go look to the dealership, you take it for a test drive. You know, you're going 80 down the freeway. You stomp on the brakes at the light. You're testing all the buttons, the radio, the, how does it, how cold does the air conditioner go? You're touching all the knobs on the steering wheel. You're basically taking it for a test drive. And so what I'm doing to the home is taking it for a test drive. And I want to make sure that everything is in good working order before you buy it. Um, so this way you're fully aware of what's going on. Um, so that's what we do in a nutshell. So again, it's it's a it's good information for sure. <clears throat> what would you say with how long
2: have you been in the business?
1: Uh, so real estate, um, doing. Uh, say professional inspections. I think this is going to be year seven or eight or something like that. Yeah.
2: Okay. And even before I jump into the question, I was thinking of, how did you even get started doing home inspections? Has it been always what you've done? No. Or did so you it's not always been what I've else? done.
1: I've, I've told a hundred people my story before. Um, I was swinging a hammer before this. Um, my brother, who was a local home inspector, um, I won't give any names, but um, <laughs> he got super busy uh, and he asked me to come on and help him uh and so i did uh for a short period and he asked me to come on full time and you know make a career out of it and i was like yeah sure but then once you start talking about money then i was like yeah no it's not gonna work um so i continued to swing a hammer in the meantime got my own certification got my own license and basically went out on my own and started doing it um part-time um but as you guys know when you start a business um People aren't calling your phone all day long. You're not just automatically going to receive business. So just like a real estate agent, you have to go out there and earn people's trust and earn the business that way. And so we started in that sense from the ground up, uh, built our business, and then we got to a point where we had to make a decision where we're going to c- continue to swing a hammer or we're going to go full turtle and do this home inspection. And so that's how I got into it, uh, basically from my brother um, who started it. Uh, started doing home inspections way before me, and he still does home inspections yep, now. Still to this day. Do yeah. you guys ever coordinate when you're working together? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> I mean, he literally lives three houses down from me. Um, I don't know why he wants to live so close, but um, <laughs> he we talk all the time. Um, we get together, we have meetings. You know, we talk with other home inspectors uh, locally um, and in the California area. We talk about what's going on. We're we're able to kind of just relay messages. What's going on? What are we seeing? Um, and we're able to just kind of dialogue and see what's going on in the market today, um, what's common, you know, the new practices that are coming out, new components in newer houses that's coming out. So we try to, like, give each other uh, information so we can be the best at what we're doing.
2: Yeah. And I wanted so the question I originally had on my mind, Scott and I, we learned the hard way of the importance of home inspections. We purchased a couple of our rentals out of state. Uh, kind of blind eye without doing a home inspection and came back to bite us in the ass pretty hard. Yeah. Um, You mentioned it's essentially a test drive, right? You're getting in there and testing out all these components for the buyer so that they're aware of what could be wrong, what's not wrong before they get into the home. Right. What are some of the most common things you see issues wise with kind of when you're going in and doing home inspections? What are some common issues that pop Um,
1: up? So, It kind of varies depending on age and location of the home. Um, So again, if your house is on the beach, you're going to have a lot of water intrusion, right? So we live in the valley. It's very dry. Um, The most common areas of concern that I see are usually on the roof. Um, There's plumbing stacks, which are the pipes you see sticking up out of the roof. Those need to be sealed up so you don't allow any water to get down in there. Um, You know, broken roof tiles things like that. Um, a lot of people don't go on their roof. Uh, so they live in a home for 10, 15 years. they probably never been on the roof. I mean, you have a house, how many times have you been on your roof? Five times five. already. <laughs> you, <a> five. Should, <laughs> you should He's have nine. known. <laughs> but a lot of people don't go on <laughs> their roof. Um, so There's a lot of roof issues. Um, there is a lot of deferred maintenance issues going on, so such as your heating and cooling system. A lot of people here in the Valley, it gets really dusty. And so your heating and cooling units are, are running hard. Um, and so without proper maintenance, there's a lot of defective items um, there. Um, a lot of plumbing issues. So depending on, again, age and location of the home, um, a lot of times some homes will be built on a sub-foundation where it's built off of the ground. There's a lot of components underneath that, that home. So such as plumbing, electrical, foundation, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on underneath. And so we find a lot of issues under there because nobody goes underneath their house. Um, nobody really wants to go underneath the house. And so with that deferred maintenance going on, nobody goes underneath the house. And if we go underneath the house, they've lived in the house for 10, 12 years, there's gonna be a lot of deferred maintenance, if you will. Um, and those deferred items essentially become big items and costly items um, if you don't find them. Um, yeah. So we want to prevent prevent that and let our buyers know and be aware of it before they purchase the house before they move in.
0: I've kind of made an analogy in the past. I liked what you said about the uh, test driving a car. Mm-hmm. I kind of tell my clients that like a home inspector is kind of like a doctor for your house. He's going to go through and look in the not just the easy seeable areas. You're looking for like any signs that there's wear and tear that right. shouldn't be there. Right. Um, and I ask a lot of people like what you just asked. Like, have you crawled in your attic before? Like, did you take a flashlight and look for any water damage? Did you go in your basement or your crawl space and go under your showers and see if you have a cracked shower pan? Um, when you're going through, you have a system. Like, obviously I've been to a lot of your home inspections when you're going. Um, it seems like everything kind of goes in a specific order. Do you want to kind of walk through maybe an order of how you, you would look at a house if you were not a home inspector, but, um, say your home inspector already did it and now you're just
1: going back through it? Yeah, so we do have a process. We do have a systematic what we go through every time. Um, We try not to deviate from that. So when people are talking to us, people show up, you know, uh, buyers show up, sellers are there. We try not to deviate from our process because when you're doing this everyday repetition, there's a process. Um, So we usually start at the top of the house and work our way down. Um, so I will usually walk the perimeter, see if there's any evidence of anything. Now, usually when we see something on the outside or we see something initially, we don't initially know what the problem is or what caused it. Uh, and so we put that in our notes. And so as we're doing the inspection from top to bottom, all these puzzle pieces start to come together, right? So if we see, uh, you know, something that's defective on the roof, okay, now we know to look at something on the ceiling inside or something in the attic, um, so we're looking for a lot of, you know, water intrusion, those types of things. Um, so we start on the roof, work our way down the attic, the air conditioner, the electrical, because a lot of it is connected to the electrical, right? So we want to know what type of electrical we're dealing with. So this when we go to that component, we remember the electrical panel, and it should be corresponding with whatever circuit breaker, wiring, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is a process, yes. Uh, so from top to bottom um, and at the end, uh, which is the fun part, we go underneath the house, right? So... We kind of do it the way water travels. So water starts at the top. It works its way down the walls, underneath the floor, and then down to the ground. And so kind of the same thing. So we usually end up underneath the house. Um, usually we find the most issues underneath the house. Um, but that's that's our process. That's our system. Um, and so that's how we do it.
2: <clears throat>
1: now, that's
2: your process when you're actually there at the home inspection, right? The next important piece for a home buyer, first-time home buyer, right, is now taking all of that information that you put into basically a report, Mm -hmm. right? Can you talk a little bit more about how that report itself is outlined and how you are calling out things or how you are ranking things and how a buyer takes that information to then look at
1: and and then put together their request for repairs? Right. Um, So, yeah, so during the real estate transaction, um, I'll do the inspection. We do the walkthrough with the buyer. Um, and I send the report out now for the most part a lot of the items in a home are usually deferred maintenance right they're they're easy to fix uh, and I say easy um, not as costly I guess you can say they're usually items common items that we see in in every home um, somebody something that you can fix when you're there or you can hire your husband or boyfriend or your aunt your uncle to come and fix too as well um, but for the most part we want to make note of the big ticket items, right? The costly items. The items that if you don't pay attention to or don't fix now or soon, will eventually cause you more you know, headaches down the road. Um, so we do prioritize them, we do label them. Uh, some things are you know, satisfactory, some things are fair, and some things are poor where they're needing immediate attention. So again, we prioritize that. We let the buyer know during the walkthrough what's important, what's not so important, some things that you can do after you move in, um, and some things to pay attention to when you're getting ready to ask for your repair request list. Uh, we don't wanna put, at least I wouldn't put everything in this repair request list because the seller is gonna tell you to go away, we'll get somebody else to buy the house. So you wanna pay attention to the big ticket items, the costly items, um, air conditioning, mm-hmm. plumbing leaks, things that need immediate attention. Again, every house is going to have its own set of issues, but we want to focus on the big-ticket items.
0: Yeah. I mean, and, like, um, outside of just a home inspection, a lot of people get a pest inspection or a roof inspection. They're supplementary. Yep. The home inspection is kind of the base. It's, like, home base, and then you often will say, hey, if there's a specific
1: problem, reach out to this professional yeah. to Absolutely, yes yeah. So, to like look the at analogy that. you brought up, that, you know, being a doctor. Um, so the doctor is, like, the general doctor, right? And so, if he sees something with you, whether it be your lungs or, you know, whatever it may be, then he's going to refer you to a specialist, right? So, if you got plumbing issues going on, I'm going to be like, hey, definitely get a plumbing lateral scope or something like that. Um, If I see something going on, you know, with the pool equipment, I'd be like, hey, think about getting a pool specialist to come and check out, you know, the pool light that's not working or whatever. Um, So, yeah, so… Again, I'm not a doctor by any means, but the analogy is correct. The, I'm the doctor, and then I refer you out to specialists who specifically deal with those types of items to either correct or take a second look at it.
0: Yeah, and the cool part here, too, is that you don't always just help the buyer, too. You often help the seller because when you're looking at it, you add remedial action or you'll give suggestions on how sure. something should be properly fixed. Yep. Um, in the past... I've worked with a lot of sellers and I've seen your report come across my desk more than once. I'm always happy about it because frankly, like I would rather everything be disclosed correctly and us know about it than have a bad inspector miss it. And then later have issues. Right. Come up. Yeah. So you and I have always talked about that. And we even have gotten a lot of inspections for sellers before listing. Right. And then you walk through with the seller and you say, Hey, these are things that like I really caught that, you know, this, this is kind of an important thing to fix. And then you've brought up like, Hey, Hey, an example that I can think of, there was um, a water stain, and you went and you spent like 20 minutes up in the attic and you took the thermometer or um, the thermal camera. Yeah, the thermal camera, and you were checking to see, hey, is there any active issues going on? So that we could disclose. We had a professional come through at the time of the inspection, there was no active issues. We went on the roof, we got a roof uh, certification, yep. you know, because you had recommended that we get that. And uh, that sale went through as is, there was no request Good. ever. And Good. that was helpful because a seller knew kind of what to expect.
1: Yeah, it's, it, that's actually, you know, a lot of people kind of forget that. Uh, so we do do um, pre-listing inspections for sellers, uh, people getting ready to put their house on the market. Um, they lived in the house for, you know, more than a few years, uh, and they may think that their house is perfect. Um, so we go in, we do a pre-listing, we run through the house top to bottom. Like even, I mean, we call out everything, um, and we let them know. So this way they can pick and choose what's important what needs to be attended to, what we want to fix before the sale of the home um, because nine times out of ten, the buyer is going to get their own inspection anyway. So we want to let the seller know ahead of time, hey, these are some items that you should probably take care of or these are just some items that maybe you can just disclose or just be aware of. Um, so usually the big ticket items. So if that in that particular home, if the roof was an active leak, then they could have fixed it, disclosed that they fixed it, and then the buyer later on wouldn't be asking for $3,500 in roof repairs and we want you to replace the drywall and change all the insulation in the attic and blah, blah, blah. And it's costing you $6,000. Right. So, again, we bring it to their attention. We figure out what it is. You attend to it as you need to. And usually you disclose that with the buyer and it's, um, it's a good negotiating tool too as well.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a protection policy. And like for a lot of the sellers who are a little bit slower to get on the market, who know that they're going to be listing in the next few weeks, next few months, I always recommend it. And I say like, what's the worst that happens? We find out about info early. Yeah. Or we don't do it. And then the way that a real estate transaction works is that your negotiations start really about two weeks into escrow. So you only have two weeks to fix it. Yeah. So your options are either... Try to pay for it and fix it, which is going to be more expensive because you're on a time crunch. Right. Give the buyer the money to do it. Just try to say no and risk losing the deal. Right. Or find out about it a month and a half earlier. Have the time to actually go get a couple quotes and get a person that you like and not have to pay a rush. Right. So to me, I found that the pre-listing inspection has always saved money. Um, almost every single inspection we've had we've made a repair that would have cost more if we hadn't found it yeah absolutely
1: absolutely I mean it saves a headache too really oh yeah Um, at the end of the day when those negotiations come into play you're you're winning because you're not giving up very much right because it's already been fixed um, and you're not having to come out of pocket on anything you're not um, you know if it costs $500 to fix and they want $1,500 to fix it like you're winning because you didn't have to pay that premium. So definitely Mm -hmm. a good negotiation tool for sure.
2: Yeah. And it can be a little overwhelming from when, when we're on the topic of kind of these pre-listing inspections, right? When a seller gets those reports and they're looking at it, you know, a thought that can pop in their head is, holy crap, this thing is so meticulous. Like, you know, he called out this and this, that's not even a big deal. Right. But, emphasizing that how meticulous you are in your inspections and then subsequent subsequently on the report yeah i mean you're not you're not calling something out to be an asshole right Right. you're calling something out to make just so everybody's aware and just like if you were uh, from the buyer's perspective being able to see okay this is something that is not really high ticket it's an easy or less costly fix, right? But
1: nonetheless, they're still aware of it. Right, so yeah, I mean, every transaction is different. You guys know this. Every buyer, every seller is different. Every home is different. And so what people think is important varies, right? So Scott may think the roof repairs are super important. The plumbing repairs, not so much because my brother, he's a plumber, right, Uh, single, single-parent dad moves in doesn't own a toolbox he may think that the sink stopper is a deal-breaker right so everybody is different everybody what they think is important is different so that's why we disclose all the information you pick and choose at that point what is important what's not important to you um, and then you decipher then how you want to move forward with those items and usually when you have a good real estate agent backing you they can kind of guide you and telling you what's important What's not so important? You know, if a house is, is missing a window screen and they want the window screens all repaired, oh, you know, it's the end of the world, all the mosquitoes are coming in, like, okay, well, it's $34 for a new window screen. Let's move on, right? So, again, everybody is different. What's important? Um, for the most part, nothing is super important, nothing that I can't fix. But, again, never, not everybody is like me. And so if they know somebody that they can fix it later on, then it doesn't become an issue. But again, everybody's different and what's, Im- what's important to them.
2: Yeah. And can you talk about too, you bring a camera to all of your inspections, right? And you take a crap ton of photos that are also in the report and right. also for you to keep for your record. Can right. you emphasize why
1: you do that? Um, yeah. So pictures are important. Um, back when I first started, um, I, I take it back. Back when I bought my first house, Way back when, uh, I remember getting a home inspection, and it was like three or four pages long. No pictures, no nothing. It was <laughs> handwritten, which was fine. Nowadays, technology is big, right? Um, so we want to we wanna be big on technology. Now, pictures is not a new technology, but we do take pictures during our inspection. Um, we put not all the pictures, but some important pictures in the report. We put video, if necessary, in the report. Um, the pictures are for me. The Pictures are for all parties involved. Um, you know, I don't want to give a bunch of uh negative, but there are times where the seller selling the house, everything is good. The buyer moves in and the water heater is not working. The buyer will call me and say, Hey, my water heater is not working. What the heck? I go down there and this is not the water heater that was here when i was here well how do you know well because i have a picture right so there's i mean that would be extreme Um, right but that's happened that's happened where people replace out the air conditioner or a window wall unit that was there that's no longer there so there's pictures are to provide some type of evidence that can kind of help all the parties along the way um and it helps me too like you know if i see something in a picture you know um it helps me kind of like a buyer will call me and be like, hey, do you remember where the plumbing clean out is? And I'm like, man, shoot, I don't know. Let me look at my pictures. Oh, yeah, it's in the front yard next to the front window. Mm-hmm. Right. So that helps me in that sense, too, as well. But the pictures are for everybody. So there is no confusion later on.
0: Yeah. And not to go too far down the horror story route, but I've been at an inspection. You and I were just talking about it when we were at a, like two houses on one lot both houses were very very old we knew that their condition wasn't great going into it yeah, but by the time we went me. what the what yeah you didn't tell me that part well by the time we got underneath the house we were looking and like we were looking at the foundation had problems the flooring was all up on rocks and sticks and there was active leaks all over mm-hmm. and it was one of those where you and I were like oh wow like, I mean, a buyer can buy any condition house, but like he needs to understand, like, this is not a cosmetic fix up. This is a serious Absolutely, structural yeah. issue.
1: Yeah, a lot of issues going on. Um, you want to just bring it to their attention. Now, again, is it important to them? I don't know. If my house was sinking on one side or it had large foundation cracks and it was separating, like I would probably want to know. <laughs> um, but again, everybody is different. Um, a lot of it. Deferred maintenance. So when people haven't, you know, been underneath their house, that's when it becomes a big issue. When you yeah. can catch it in time, yeah. Now,
2: yeah. obviously, each property is different, right? But can you give a ballpark of how long a traditional home inspection lasts? Are buyers there for the whole time of the home inspection? Yeah. Um, what is kind of your ballpark for how long it takes,
1: and general recommendations for buyers being there, not being there? So. Um, in our initial email, we send out, you know, how long we're going to be there, how the appointment, how long the appointment lasts. Now, it does depend on age, square footage, if it's got a second home on it. Um, if it's older, takes a little bit longer. Um, our general inspection, you know, 1,700-square-foot house, you know, built in the 80s, usually takes about two hours. Um, we usually recommend the buyer show up about 30 minutes prior to me being done. Um, so this way they're not standing around for two hours and just kind of twiddling their thumbs. Um, they show up, they measure, they get excited. They look around they look at some stuff they, they didn't see before. Um, and then once I'm done, we do an official walkthrough around the house. We kind of talk about all the items that I found and bring it to their attention. Now, bigger houses take longer, maybe three hours, a house that or a property that may have two homes on it, maybe take four hours, something like that. Um, you know, six hours. Six uh, was it? Six hours. It was six hours. <laughs> six hours. Um, One to seven p.m. <laughs> was it that long? I have it in my calendar. Is it record? Oh, he's breaking out well, While you continue talking, <laughs> I'll, I'll pull that up. The I mean, some of them take longer, right? Um, and I don't know of anybody that said, "Hey, just give me any home inspector you got," because you know, yeah. uh, not all home inspectors are the same. Um, and you guys already talked about that already. Um, so we try to take our, I don't say we take our time, but we're thorough. We go through every component. We don't skip any corners. Um, so that one took seven hours because it had a lot going on. Right. Um, and so we don't just, if it's scheduled for four hours and we took six, we don't stop at four. Yeah. If we're not (laughs) done within four hours, then we continue to do our systematic inspection because that's what it takes. Um, so we don't cut any corners to save time. It is what it is. We want to make sure we give our clients full information, full, you know, of everything that's going on. So this way they're not, uh, missing anything when they're, when they're moving in.
0: I have kind of a selfish question and this is because I just moved and a lot of people kind of know that on the podcast. Uh, you did my home inspection and you and I, it wasn't very hard house. The guy prior to me did a really good job. He maintained a lot of the major components. Yeah. Seem to be a pretty meticulous dude. Little things come up here and there. That's just kind of the way of the world. Um, If you were to like, say somebody came up to you and just said, hey, what kind of maintenance should I be doing on my house annually? Or like, how frequently would you recommend stuff? Do you have like a general checklist that you do? I know you're a big proponent, especially of HVAC, uh, having your HVAC checked up a couple times at least, while you're in a home, but hopefully what once a year or semi-annually, just blowing the dust off essentially and taking a check.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of moving parts in a house. Um, As you live in a house, you don't kind of think of anything until it's actually defective, right? right? So if you have a plumbing backup, you don't actually know it until it's actually backing up out of your shower or your toilet. Um, So again, proper maintenance, um, yearly maintenance, um, is always recommended so when we're doing our walkthrough we try to explain to the buyers or the investor whoever's buying the property hey maybe get your air conditioner looked at maybe once a year if it's older um, maybe twice a year you know during the the uh, a biannual inspection where they'll come out and check the heater right before winter time and they'll check the air conditioner right before summertime um, water heaters you know they should be flushed out so you get rid of all that sediment in there nobody ever does that right until their water heater is not working correctly how frequently would you recommend that uh so on our water heaters i mean it depends on the age it depends on the style like if it's a tankless versus a tank um older water heaters they should be flushed out at least every other year um is that something that
0: a homeowner can do or do you need a professional
1: homeowner can do it um what about a guy like me probably not <laughs> probably not probably just i've seen your toolbox yeah probably not gonna happen uh, i'd get somebody else but somebody who has a proper toolbox um can do it um it doesn't take long water hose and some other stuff okay um but a professional to come out and do it, it i think it's like 75 bucks or 85 bucks something like that and, so it, and it
0: could save you the cost of a whole new water heater. yeah
1: because it's it's gonna it's actually gonna prolong the life of it um so it's not gonna save you the cost of a new one well right but it's definitely going to prolong the life of the current unit um so yeah i mean there's there's a lot of stuff you can do changing your air filters in your heating and cooling system so this way it's running efficient you know changing your uh, filters in your kitchen hood you know changing your filters on your uh, if it has your water softeners on your water supply lines, those types of things. It it just kind of helps everything.
0: Do you recommend for sellers to get up on their roof, go in their attic, go in their sub crawl space, like on any kind of a frequent basis, like a yearly Um, basis or anything? Or do you think that's really left to...
1: Well, I don't really recommend anybody walking on their own roof. Um, For insurance purposes, um, we did not recommend it. Scott, when I did his, he was walking on the roof um, (laughs) backwards. Um, Running. But the... (laughs) I mean, I don't recommend it, but yeah, it's something that needs to be done. So whether or not you get a professional or not, uh, there's ring gutters up there that need to be cleaned. Um, Plumbing stacks need to be sealed up. Um, There may or may not be ductwork for your air conditioner up there that needs to be sealed up. Trees that need to be trimmed away from your home so you're not allowing critters to get on your roof and some other stuff. So the not so safe areas, probably not. Um, Attic may be one area they can get in for sure. there's, again, there's duck work in the attic. There could be, you know, critters living in your attic that you may need to get rid of. Um, the sub area, again, if you're not claustrophobic, you could probably get underneath your house and do your own repairs. Um, but for the unsafe areas such as the roof, I'd probably recommend somebody a little bit more professional.
2: Gotcha. Yeah. And so another big thing for first-time home buyers, or even home buyers in general, right, going through the process of buying a home there, it, it can feel like at times they're spending money left and right, right. On miscellaneous stuff, inspections, whatever it is, you know, right. in, in escrow. Now, obviously the cost of a home inspection can vary from obviously size of the house. If something's a lot bigger and it's going to take more time, it's going to cost more than, right. you know, your traditional 1700 three bed, two bath. Right. 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 Um, what I usually tell clients, and obviously depending on the house, again, you can reasonably expect a home inspection to be at least a few hundred dollars. Would that be fair?
1: Yes, it is fair. Um, not all home inspections are the same. The cost yes. is not the same. Not every home inspector is the same. Um, everybody charges a different fee. So same thing with any service here in Fresno. You pay for what you get for. You pay what you get. What is the saying? pay what you get for. You, you get for what you what pay you get for. You get for. Whatever. You get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Uh, so I think it's the same thing in a home inspection. Um, if you want the guy who's going to be there for 30 minutes, probably not go in the attic and probably not crawl it, and maybe just get the ladder up on the edge of the roof, that's cool too. You can get him. Um, if you want the guy that, um, you know, is going to make sure he hits every corner of the house, brings all his fancy tools and, and, Gives you a proper report, not a handwritten report on one page that has scribbles on it. Um, Go with that, guy. So, again, price varies on that. Um, And, again, you guys all know if you want good service, if you want the best products, if you want something that's going to be legit, you're going to pay a little more for it, right? So you want the car that has the leather and the Bluetooth and the seats that massage your back while you're driving? Cost more, right? So you're gonna pay the same thing as far as an inspection. So a standard inspection, I know there's guys still out there doing it for $199. That's fine. Um, there's guys out there that are six, seven hundred dollars. Um, I don't think we're there yet. Um, and there's all kinds of other guys in between. So you can imagine what we're charging uh, for a home inspection. Again, based on square footage, age, those types of things. If it takes longer, if it has a pool, if it has a detached barn you want done, all those things are obviously supplemental fees.
0: I want to kind of transition then because this is an important part. If you're if we're talking about the cost of the home inspection, just like for the seller, the home inspection is usually covered uh, when you do a pre-inspection by the cost of the savings that you make when you make specific repairs. Yeah. If you're a buyer, it is in your best interest to do the most thorough inspection that you can afford. And... In a changing market, like what we've been talking about, what, the last six or seven podcasts, yeah. currently requests for repairs are back on the table. And I think for two or three years, all you were doing was providing this information and saying, this is just so that you know what you're about to walk into yeah. and decide whether or not you're going to keep moving forward or not. Very few repairs
1: were being requested. Yeah. I mean, that's a good point. Um, I mean, how, how many months ago where we were doing inspections and- it, you couldn't ask for any repairs because there were 36 other people lined up to buy this same house. Um, so a lot of the inspections that we were doing, a lot of findings, buyers were having to take care of them those themselves, um, which in my opinion wasn't the best outcome, right? So nowadays the market is be starting to shift. Uh, we're starting to see and you guys know this already you're starting to see more houses on the market Um, houses are sitting longer Um, negotiations are starting to come back to the table um, before sellers were getting everything they wanted and more for the house and don't ask me for any repairs and they would get it nowadays it is shifting a little bit where buyers are paying a little bit less Um, They may or may not be asking for closing costs. They may or may not be asking for repairs. Yeah. Um, And in my eyes, I think that's not getting back um, to a buyer's market, but more of a healthy market where both sides are coming together, both sides are giving and taking, and they're coming to an agreement where both sides are happy. And I think that's where it should be, not just one-sided.
0: Well, and you've been in the market for so much longer than cater, I have, I mean, double what I've been in the market. You've seen this for a lot longer period of time. But even when I started, I mean, I would guess that the average repairs request back when I was really starting in 2018 was probably a couple thousand bucks, you know, it, yeah. you know, it was 18 to 2,500 bucks. So say you spend 500 bucks on a home inspection, right? So maybe you have a, a nice house. You're like, hey, just want to be safe. Well, if you find one thing that saves you that money, you you come out net positive here. Oh, because no, doubt. no doubt. Just like you said, in the last few months and the last year and a half, buyers had to just foot the bill. And in that situation, like, you would call out, hey, just as a heads up, your AC's on its last leg because it hasn't been serviced in 18 years. Yeah. You know, this unit's not supposed to last this long without servicing. Right. Well, buyer kind of had to say, okay, you know, that's just part of owning this house. It. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I, I, can, I can go on stories and stories. Um, I'll just give you the kind of the, the two brief ones. One yeah. was a home in the Tower District area off of Echo Street. Um, it was a flip and we can get in all day long about flips and I won't even go there, but they were doing this flip. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not taking a Save jab at face. you guys. <laughs> but the, uh, they, they did a flip. They, well, part of the negotiations was they were to get a new heating and air conditioning system. And I was like, man, that's, that's unheard of. Yeah, like that's a who, huge who win. buys a house and out the gate, they're getting a new heating and cooling unit. Like, I was like, man, you got a really good real estate agent. Um, so they, we went back to do the inspection on this new HVAC unit that they put in and it was completely installed wrong. I mean, there were so many things that were wrong about it. Um, and the buyer called and said, hey, how does it look? And I said, look, it's, it's, it's new, but it, there's a lot of stuff going on with it. And so I had a conversation with the agent, and she was like, bottom line, just tell me what's happening. I said, look, it's working. It's cooling. It's heating. It's doing everything you ask it to do. I said, but it's undersized. The installation is wrong. Um, and if your buyer is okay paying a eight or $900 PG&E bill, forever, um, then on a, you know, on a 900 square foot house, then, then yeah, that, that, that be okay. Uh, because what's going to happen is your air conditioner is going to run all day long and never shut off because it's undersized. It's never going to get to temperature. So again, those are things that we find that we try to, um, make sure our buyers are aware of. So not only be not, not just because it's a new unit, but what are the repercussions later on after you move in? What's going to happen or what could happen? So we want to make sure they're aware of that too as well. Even though they really like the house, just want to make sure you're okay paying an excessive amount of PG&E, right? Um, so there's a there's so many instances I can tell you um, where things like that have happened or that may happen, um, and we want to bring it to the buyer's attention for sure.
2: Now, is there anything – obviously, we talked about you – can call stuff out and recommend for that other specialist inspector to come in. You gave the example of a roof inspector or a specialized pool guy to come out where you notice something's not quite right, but you are not comfortable, you know, given a whole in-depth because you're not a pool specialist, right? right? You're the home inspector. Is there anything that home inspectors, like, can't really call out or can't really give an opinion on? Because I know a a few buyers, actually more than a few buyers that I've worked with, they're like, okay, great, home inspection is going to be done, this, that, and the other. Is there anything they can't see or can't give an opinion on where we need to go out and find somebody else?
1: Um, Well, it depends. So, again, not every home inspector is the same. Um, Just like any profession. If you've been doing it for a long time, you know the ins and outs of stuff. Again, I've been in, in, in construction for a while, so I know the ins and outs of things. Now, what we can't call are there's a whole bunch of stuff that we can't call that our license can't allow us uh, to call. And, uh, and I'll say it, it you know, like it mold, right? We can't call out something that's mold because officially we don't know if it's mold. And the only real way to know if it's mold is if we take samples, send it off to the lab, and we get lab results saying that it's all the materials in there are pointing to mold. There's a lot of things that we can't call out um, as far as code. Um, because the codes are always changing. Um, again, if I call out code on a, on a 1970s house, that code may not be different to you know today's standards. Uh, so what we do call out is current standards, and so that's why we're constantly learning. That's why we're constantly reading. We're always talking to contractors. What's the new standard? What what's the new installs? We're doing brand new constructions all the time, so we can see the new stuff that they're putting in, how it's installed. And so we're always talking to people, always in contact with other home inspectors, contractors in town, what's the latest and the greatest. Um, So a lot of the stuff that we can or can't call may not pertain to that house because it it was a different code back then, right? So we usually don't call out code uh, because if we call out code then it gets us in trouble because the code may have changed from year to year. From, you know certain areas of Fresno or Clovis or whatever some things are okay in Clovis and not okay in Fresno again there's so many things out there so we try to leave it to the professionals the guys who are licensed in that specific area to call it out
2: and you mentioned new constructions and that's an interesting topic because buyers who are buying a new construction home may think to themselves everything in this house is brand new. Why would I need to drop money on a home inspection? Yeah. Can you explain why do you recommend a home inspection for new construction first off
1: and why? I'm smiling because I've, I've done more new construction in the past year than I've ever done all my years previous combined. Um, And I think the reason is the nothing against the local home builders. I know some of them, uh, they do a good job. Some of them, not so much, and I won't say any names, um, but some of them not so much. A lot of it has to do with us waiting on materials. I know th- with the chain of materials that were that were kind uh, uh, of supply chain supply chain was blocked, so we weren't getting appliances, we weren't getting ductwork, we weren't getting, you know, materials to build these houses. So we got put behind. I get that, um, but what they're doing is they're trying to rush these houses to close. Um, I just got one a phone call yesterday. Um, She's buying a brand new build she's getting keys today matter of fact She still wants to get the inspection done because she says when I did the walkthrough yesterday like there was so many things that were undone She said there were electrical wiring hanging from the ceiling. There were windows that weren't installed There were so many things not done Um, And so she feels like maybe they dropped the ball somewhere else too as well Um, And so she wants us to go out and check this out. So that's a prime example um, other examples where we went in and brand new construction, air conditioner leaking in the attic. Um, you know, broken roof tiles because the they were measuring for solar and they didn't repair repair the broken roof tiles. I mean there's so many different things, um, the grading issues. Um, there's so many things that we see during a new construction that you think is is good uh, and should be perfect and it's not always.
2: And, but my thing would be the home builders who are building all of these brand new homes, right? They, they're not going to have the buyer's best interests at heart. They're going to have their best interests at heart, right? So that so, they yeah. may not, if you know what I mean, do you yeah. get what I'm trying no, to say? I
1: absolutely know what you mean. I get it. They're trying to close a deal. They're trying to close for that quarter. They're trying to close so many houses for that quarter. Um, I get it. Um, and for the most part, for the ones who don't have a real estate, I don't know if you guys know this, but you can have a real estate agent represent yes. you as you're getting a new home. I don't yeah, know if anybody which knew that. I've
0: done a couple.
1: Okay. So it's something that you can do. Um, but again, for the most part, the builder, in my opinion, I feel like they have the buyer's interest at, at, at you know up at the front. But when it gets crunch time, yes, that's when things may shift. I feel like um, her. It's fine. We'll get that all done after you sign the dotted line and you get keys. We'll, We'll fix it. Don't worry. But what happens is they put you at the bottom of the pile. Hey, live in the house for 90 days. Come up with the list and then we'll come back later on and fix it. When you buy something brand new, it should be brand new. You should not have anybody coming in fixing anything. Everything should be new and working like new. When you buy a new car, you don't. You know, tell them, oh yeah, here, test drive it for ninety days. If you have any issues, bring it back. No, you shouldn't have any issues because everything has been already checked. Um, you shouldn't have to bring your car in for a, you know, a tune-up ninety days later. And so, same thing was happening with some of these new houses. They're they're forgetting things. Um, they're rushing things, and some things get overlooked.
0: Yeah. Well, if this didn't break down. The reasons why somebody should be doing their inspections during a, a purchase. I don't know what will. Um, I live by, or i I live by what I'm preaching. I came to you. I got a home inspection, a pest inspection on an as is sale for my purchase, and I just happened to also have a really cool seller who did make some repairs that mm-hmm. he saw from the report. And uh, I think that if you're buying right now, you're taking uh, some issues. And some benefits with the market, you have to pay a little bit more right now uh, with your interest rate, but leverage the fact that right now there's less buyers buying, and go to a seller and get an inspection and say, "Here are the problems with the house that I'd like fixed." Yeah, you can yeah. save money that way, and interest rates come down. You can't go back to the seller in three years and say, "Hey, uh, interest <laughs> rates are down. Can you uh, yeah. can you come fix some stuff?"
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, I know you talked about that too as well. You know, getting some of those things done um the the market right now is such where you can ask uh for some of those things to get done which is good um you don't want to have to buy a house and be bullied into just buying it the way it is um so with a good real estate agent behind you hopefully you can negotiate some of those items and a good home inspector behind you good home inspector is always a good idea too as well so yeah Well,
0: Carlos, we are grateful that you came in, shed a lot of light on a lot of different aspects of real estate purchases. Um, And uh, if there's a way for our listeners to reach you, what would that be?
1: Uh, So we're based out of Clovis, California, which is here, the next city over in Fresno now. Um, But you can reach us um, on our website at blueprinthomeinspections.net. You can request uh, appointments there too as well you can see our price sheet, you can see all the services that we provide, whether it be new construction, new phase build instructions, so Um, pre-drywall. We can do well inspections, septic inspections. We can actually do mold inspections too, as well. Um, You can just see all the services we offer there. Um, You can call us, so our phone number is 559-285-0860. You can email us at blueprint inspections at gmail.com um or just google search us um we're all over the web um be happy to help boom carlos thanks again for coming on to the
2: pursuit of property podcast we appreciate you yep. and all of you guys out there listening if you guys have any questions obviously are one of the biggest takeaways here whenever you're buying a home always get a freaking home inspection no so Carlos, we, we appreciate you. We will see you all of you guys next week back here on the Pursuit of Property podcast. Thanks, guys.